Hey guys, welcome to another What a Life MP3 episode. Guys, this is so fun. I've not done this in like three months and I really missed it, but I'm also kind of nervous. <laughs> this is like the fifth try that I'm pressing play on and talking and I hope it works out this time. But how are you guys doing? Come tell me on my Instagram DM because people have still not made a comment section for podcasts. Um, but anyways, how are you guys doing? How was your summer? How is everything? Um, welcome to another episode where we talk about our random thoughts and our feelings and things like that. And whether they're good or bad, we just say what a life at the end because we know that it's always going to work out. Um, so this is really bad timing, low-key, because it's already the second week of school. But I wanted to talk about my summer <laughs> and what I did for part of my summer, which was going to Kanakuk. If you don't know what Kanakuk is, it's a Christian camp for kids. There's one for families too, but it's mostly for kids. And there's like five or six of them, but I went to K7. Um, and it was one of the best experiences of my life. I spent half of May and all of June there. So it was almost two months. It was seven weeks. So almost two months of being in the middle of nowhere in Missouri. And it was so funny because a lot of times I would just stop by myself and think like, bro, how did I end up here? You know, like in a really good way, but just like God is so insane for like so much has happened in my life. And then suddenly I'm in the middle of Missouri working at a camp and <laughs> this might, this might sound funny, but a lot of like the only camp thing, the only camp reference that I had on my mind was Camp Rock. And so <laughs> it really felt like I was living in Camp Rock and it was the best i loved it guys i was not supposed to go and it's a long story as to why i wasn't supposed to go um but i'm so glad that i did and i even want to go back next year and all the things because it was so good it was one of the best experiences of my life and i don't say that lightly or like ah oh, yeah one of us it was like actually one of the best um I got there and it was really weird it was not the best at first obviously um, I got there for staff training and it felt like everyone had been a camper or had been account or had been on staff already pr on previous years and camp like if you don't if you don't if you're not there it's kind of hard to explain and make it make sense <laughs> but there are basically chants for a lot of words so that when someone is giving an announcement or saying something, you kind of cut their line of thinking. I think that's the point of the chance, um, but it's just really fun. So for example, if someone is giving an announcement and then they're like, okay, like they say the word okay, and then everyone is like, okay, and then sing a song with the word okay. And yeah, I don't know if that made sense or not, but basically <laughs> there are like chants for a lot of random words and there are a lot of songs that camp has dances too you know like uh choreographs i don't know if it's choreographs but you know what i mean like when there's kind of like line dancing but not really it's just like there's a song and then there's a dance that everybody knows does that make sense yeah <laughs> anyway <laughs> so there's a lot of those and getting there and seeing everyone like someone would say the most random word and everybody would be like singing to it out of nowhere and not knowing any of those words you feel really left out it's not even left out i don't think is the right word but you obviously don't fit in and it's really weird um but then as the days went by i realized that a lot of people 
it was also their first time at camp ever like they weren't campers and they were never on staff and it was their first time there and so it was cool to realize like oh i'm actually not as alone as it seems <laughs> um so yeah so the first two weeks of staff training or at least the first week and a half it felt a lot like the first year at college and it's so weird because camp one day at least for me one day always felt like two and one and like so much happens in your life like just in your personal life inside you you know and even with you like stuff you do people you meet things that happen blah blah, blah that seven weeks there felt like six months <laughs> it was a lot and it's awesome but it's very intense and so the first week and a half, two weeks felt a lot like the first year at OU, or at least the first semester at OU, I think it's a better way to say it, where I met a lot of people and it was fun, but it was also so challenging. And it's like you meet a ton of people, but you feel like you don't really know anyone at all. And you feel like everyone is friends, but you've not been able to make friendships with anyone yet. And it's so weird. Um, so that was hard. But I was still like, I need to be here I mean it's not like I could go home either <laughs> because you know it was like five hours away um but I was like no I need to be here and I knew why I needed to be there and so I was like it's gonna get better like it always does you know what I mean um and it did and it was so funny because staff training it was just staff and the schedule was really weird especially because it rained a lot so our schedule would be changing all the time and you know it was just a different dynamic than when kids arrived and I remember whenever it was the first day that like kids are coming and da 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 it's like a switch switched is that how you how's the expression there was a switch is what I mean to say <laughs> there was a switch and at least for me like that's how I felt and it felt like before we were all just you know hanging out and getting trained and getting certified and all these random activities and things like that um but then when kids arrived it was like okay we're all on the same team now it's like god is for us and we're for the kids and i feel like that united us a lot more and just made us feel more connected you know and it was so much fun uh guys <laughs> honestly sometimes i'll just be sitting down and thinking about camp and i'm like that was the best um and so as the weeks went by i remember telling sydney sydney if you're listening to this i really love you and i miss you please come see me in oklahoma um but i remember talking to sydney i think it was like week two or three or something after kids had arrived so it was like week four i guess and i told her like sydney this place really feels like home it's so weird because whenever people were doing the dances to a song like there was a song called chainsaw and there was a party during staff training that it started playing and everybody was like oh my god chainsaw and i was like what is going on but then by week four i was like oh my god chainsaw <laughs> and it was so good and i remember telling sydney like this is so crazy i never thought i would say this but this place feels like home and it's so weird and she was like oh that is so cool to hear you say that because she was also never a camper and she got to staff i mean it was like her fourth year being there on staff now but she was just telling me about how she also thought it was weird and then it became like home to her and all the things and so it was really sweet um so you know i tell like and then when i came back one of the kids that i know she's like 14 and 
she was going to camp and i was like you were gonna have the best time and it was her first time going she was scared and i was like it is gonna be scary but if you're open you know like if you open yourself it's gonna be the best week of your life and she it was so sweet because then she came back and she was like i love camp so much and i was like i know <laughs> i know exactly how it feels um and so basically what i did there for seven weeks is i got there and staff training was week one and two and then for the other three weeks i was a counselor and then my last two weeks there i was in the kitchen and it's really what you make of it especially when you're in the kitchen um you hear a lot of horror stories of girls who went to the kitchen and they hated it and they were like this is miserable and when my group because you know it's like a different group of girls each time and when it was my group's turn to go to the kitchen uh the leader there her name's Catterly, which i also love Catterly's awesome and Catterly was just telling us like guys it's really what you make of it um you can make this the best or you can make it the worst it's really up to you and i feel like we sat my group silently agreed like we just made an agreement that we were gonna make the best of it and we really did like the first week for me was kind of hard um but not because of the kitchen or of the girls who were in there or because of the things we had to do it was just like stuff that was happening in my head and that i was dealing with but even that like i grew so much out of that <laughs> and my life was changed and marked because of that and so even when i was dealing with stuff while i was in the kitchen it was not because i was in the kitchen it was like i could have been anywhere in dealing with it and the girls like we had so much fun together and you go to a kitchen like to a cabin where it's just the kitchen girls and we w we had so much fun together it was really an amazing time like obviously there are hard parts to it but there's also hard parts when you're a counselor or when you're you know literally anywhere else and so it was really fun and it's totally what you make of it and yeah i'm so happy about it um and then when i came back home in july someone asked me like oh my god what's like a favorite memory that you have of camp and i was like dude so much happened it's impossible to choose one memory you know because it's like like i said one day feels like two and so seven weeks felt at least like 14 weeks and it was so good like even when kids like memories with kids memories while kids were sleeping <laughs> memories from morning time or even from our days off which we call two fours because we get 24 hours off every week memories from that like just so many little things happen and big things too and it's impossible to choose one favorite memory but i'm recording this podcast mostly to talk to you guys about the things i learned so because you know like if i'm just here to talk about my experience at camp it's kind of like okay how does this apply to you you know what i mean it's like it could be like it could be interesting to hear about it and things like that but i want you guys to actually take something away from it and so I feel like the things I learned at camp um, could be useful to you as well, you know, just in life in general, because there are things that I learned, but that I applied even after camp and that I will keep applying in real life every day, you know? And so I feel like that's where it becomes useful to you guys too <laughs> and why I'm even talking about it. Um, so the first thing that I learned, or maybe I was even like strongly reminded of, I don't know, I feel like there are a lot of things jesus related that i learn or i hear about and then there are moments where i'm 
living them and so I feel like I'm learning them again or maybe I'm just being strongly reminded I don't know but anyway the point is <laughs> um the first thing that I really learned really practically was to rely on God to use me and it sounds kind of not dumb but it sounds kind of like oh really like obviously God's the one's gonna use you but guys there is something about having about waking up every day and knowing like I need to be used by God. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. Um, I The first day that kids arrived, like, we welcomed them, da-da-da-da. And then the next day was, like, their first full day at camp. And I woke up an hour earlier than the kids. And I went to the dining hall to have quiet time. And I was just like, God, I'm really scared. Because if a girl... Because we're trained, like if kids come and tell us that they're being abused at home or you know like there's a series of issues that we need to that we're trained on how to respond to and things like that um but obviously you can't just i mean but even if the issue is not like a a reportable issue quote unquote let's say you know what i mean even if it's not something that's like okay we're gonna have to take this beyond. even if it's something like a girl just saying oh, I'm having issues with self-esteem or I'm having issues with this and that, you know, like whatever it is, you need to be prepared to have a girl tell you that at any moment of the day and respond to that, you know, respond to that in a way that's not like, oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. (laughs) You know, like, I mean, at least for me, I felt like I had to be able to comfort them. You know what I mean? Because obviously I would I would want to be comforted and if a girl feels open enough to like trust me enough to share a part of her life with me that is hurting then obviously I'm not just going to be like sucks to be you you know what I mean like that would be just so mean even um and so I remember waking up that first morning and being feeling so like incapable of doing it I was like god if you don't move through me like it's gonna be so like I don't know what I'm gonna do like God if something happens and a girl comes talk to me I genuinely don't know what I'm gonna say like God you need to use me and I was just scared obviously it was a stupid fear because you know he wants to use us that's his biggest desire um but I was just like God what if you don't use me like God what (laughs) you know what I mean and like at six in the morning just having all these thoughts and praying all of this and then I was like okay let me read my bible now after I was done ranting with God and it was so random because I was like there wasn't like a big read second corinthians I was just like oh what do I read to do oh I have not read second corinthians yet let me do that and so I started reading second corinthians and second corinthians 1 5 is literally like so just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. And then Paul starts describing God as the God of all comfort and the God of peace and things like that. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Because I was literally just being like, God, are you going to use me? Like, bro, please use me. And God is like, dude, I am the God of all comfort and I use you to comfort people. And I was like, okay that's how it's gonna work obviously that's how it's gonna work but I just needed to be reminded of that you know and it's so crazy because no like there was also that thing of like 
oh, I've discipled people before. Like, I've done ministry before. But at that moment, I had the deep revelation that it, it was never me. I never had all the answers to the problems that people came to me with. Um, I was never the one who was like hearing their problems and being like, oh yeah, here's how you solve this, ABC. Or even in the problems that didn't have a direct solution, the comfort that they were given was not a result of my own thoughts or of my own mind or of my own whatever. It was literally just God speaking through me. And that's when I, I mean, it's one of those things that you know, but that's when it really, really clicked through me, to me, that I was like, oh my God, it's always been you, God. And there's something about, like I was saying, waking up every day and knowing like, God, if you don't move today, if you don't move through me, like if you don't use me to be your hands and your feet and your mouth to these girls today, literally nothing is going to happen. And that daily surrender that I was like, I need to do this when I go back home too. Because I'm not going to have a group of 12 12 year olds or 14 year olds or whatever every day to take care of but i have a campus full of people i have neighbors i have people that are in the grocery store and people that are just in so many random places that i go to every day and i can be jesus to them too you know what i mean it's guys it's things that like they're obvious and we know them but when you get the revelation or the renewed revelation it just changes your perspective all over again and it's so fun and so beautiful so anyway i was like every day i would wake up before the girls and have quiet time and things like that and i would be like god i give my interactions to you like i surrender my thoughts my intentions the conversations i'll have today the people i'll talk to um just god i surrender everything to you use me as you want do whatever you want your so much better than me <laughs> um so you're gonna know what to do and yeah it was just really sweet to rely on god to use me and not feel the slightest pressure to be able to know what to say or know what to do or know how to respond or like if this girl says this how am i gonna say like how am i gonna respond if this happens how am i gonna react there's literally no pressure because god's the one who's gonna use me and reading that first verse in second corinthians where it's like we share abundantly in the sufferings of christ so also we share so also we i literally just said the verse but i forgot it but it's talking about like how he he uses us to comfort other people and he's the god of all comfort so it's like mm, i really don't need to know what to say because he is gonna know and at the time needed he will provide the answer that i need to give so anyway that was really sweet and then after that first day I spent all of camp just reading 2 Corinthians. All the rest, like the next five weeks that I was there, I was just reading 2 Corinthians every day. And I learned so much. And I was like, oh my God, this book is perfect. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously all books of the Bible are awesome. But 2 Corinthians marked my life forever, forever. Um, another thing that I learned at camp is that my limit is so much higher than I thought. And I mean this even in really, really practical things. Like every morning, I would wake up at 6.15 and be in the dining hall by 6.30. And to some of you, you may be like, oh my God, that's not that hard at all. But for me, to this day, it's really hard. <laughs> it's like, guys, waking up early is not my thing. And then fun fact, 
which could be even another podcast episode but oh my god i should bring my roommates here and we just all do a podcast together that would be so <gasps> that would be so fun but anyway this morning it was like 6 50 and i told my roommates last night i was like guys if i'm not up by 6 30 just come wake me up and then they came today at 6 50 but two of them are extremely morning people and me and noel the other one were not and the two that are gracie and isa just walked in my room screaming and we played pitbull and we danced at 6 50 in the morning and i was like oh my god <laughs> it was so fun but i was like dude this is i would not do this by myself um so anyway the point here is going back to camp that i am not a morning person at all but i was able to do that consistently like there are only maybe three days where i didn't do that and one of them i was sick and anyway point is i was able to do that at camp and i was like dude if i may if i'm being able to do this at camp i can definitely do this at home Another really funny thing that happened is that I taught sports. And if you know me, you know that I am like the laziest person ever. Uh, that's something I'm working on, guys. Pray for me. But I am so like, I would a hundred times prefer my bed and my couch than running. Like, oh my God, let's go on a walk. Like, no, I do not want to do that. Like, let's spend time together in the house, drinking coffee and watching friends. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's what I prefer. And so it was so funny, like calling my friends whenever it was our days off because we couldn't have our phones in camp um, and calling my friends here in Oklahoma and being like, guys, I'm teaching. Sp I taught basketball yesterday and they were like, you did not. And I was like, yes, I did. And it was just so funny. But even that, like me who knows no sports at all, teaching sports, you know, like that was another way that I felt like it was totally God through me. But yeah like in during staff training especially like we did a lot of work projects a lot of things that involved a lot of our physical strength and i was like man i never thought i could do this not that i couldn't do it but i was like oh not me like for example boys camp it did not exist until we got there like the guy there were some guys building cabins and stuff but then putting the bunk beds together and laying sod on their part of camp and like carrying their cubbies and painting their walls and just so many things that involved physical strength and physical abilities and physical energy that I was like man not me and then I got there and I had to do it and I was like okay my limit is so much like I can be stretched so much more than I thought <laughs> and that was really good because then I came back home and I was like, okay, I can wake up early because if I did it at camp, then I can also do it in real life. Like my dad, my sister was like, oh, let's go run. Cause now she's a runner and she needed someone to run with. And I was like, okay, like honestly, that was just during the first week that I was like, yeah, let's go run. I need to go back to that. But even now that I'm like, oh, I really need to go back to working out or whatever. It's something that before camp, I was like, oh, I don't even know if I can actually do that you know and now i'm like i've done it before when i was at camp it wouldn't be workout per se like i wouldn't go to the gym or be like oh let's go work out or whatever but we would be walking around like my friend would have a watch that counted her steps <laughs> and that was even like a joke between us but she her little watch told her that she was doing like 
2,000, no, not 2,000, 20,000 steps a day. And our schedules were fairly similar. And so I guess that's how much I was walking around too. So it was like, we did a lot, you know? And so now it's like, Malu, you can go work out. You can go run and walk because you did that at camp, you know? And so it just showed me how much more I can be stretched and all that. Um, and again, just a reminder that I'm telling you these things that I learned at camp so that you can also apply it to your own life, you know, and be like, actually, my limit can be much higher than I thought it would. And it's so fun because once you get to that point where you thought you couldn't get to, then you're like, oh, what's the next thing, you know? And guys, being challenged, it's so tough. But once you do it, you're like, oh, I'm actually so capable and I want to do even more than this. And it gives you such a feeling of reward and it's just awesome. Anyway, next thing I learned was I, so I grew up, you know, in Christian community and it was so awesome. And that's one of the topics that my dad is most passionate about. And one of the, like his best messages are on community. And I, so I always grew up knowing the value of it and seeing it play out in real life. Like there are people who are not in our biological family but that I consider family because of the way that my parents did community and prioritized it and things like that. Um, so being at camp, it was another really big reminder of just how beautiful community is and this really sweet image of how the body of Christ works. Because here's the thing, there were us, there was us, <laughs> I don't know what's the correct grammatical way of saying that, but basically there was a group of people on staff, right? And the counselors and the kitchen girls, and we're all college kids, all of us. Like freshmen, there were some seniors. Most of us were about to be sophomores now, um, but they were like junior. There's everyone just in college. And it was funny because <laughs> when we were talking amongst ourselves, talking to each other, we were all like, guys, we low-key don't know what we're doing. <laughs> it was like, yeah, like the Lord is really the one using us because we have no idea really what to do. Um, and some people were stronger in other areas than others. You know, like obviously some people knew how to teach sports better than I did. And I knew how to do something else better than other people did, which was also really fun because again, like community, we complimented each other and we helped each other out a lot just all the time. Um, but generally speaking, we were like, <laughs> what are we doing? But then when the kids arrived, they looked up to us, which is so funny because I'm like, dude, I'm literally like, you're 12, so I'm not really your age, but I'm still in my teen years. You know, <laughs> it's like, I did not have it all figured out at all. Um, but the kids would come and they would look up to us and we would be able to teach them a lot and instruct them on a lot and be role models to them but at the same time that we were playing that part in their lives, there were people on leadership that were playing that part on our lives. People that we looked up to, people that when it got really tough and hard or whenever we had hard questions, either from us or from kids that we needed to respond to, we would go to these people on leadership and sit down with them. And they were always so available to us, which was so sweet because some of my best conversations at camp were with leadership people. Um, and so it was just a really sweet reminder of how community works, which is like, none of us have it figured out at all. We complement each other, but we all like, all of us will always have an area that's lacking a little or missing a little, or that can be worked on. 
but we're always pouring out into each other like there are people like the directors would be pouring out onto leadership and leadership would pour out onto us and we would pour out onto the kids and even the kids i don't know if they know it or if they realize it at all but even the kids would pour out back onto us whether it be through their encouragement or the way they did things like i had a girl one week um her name was madeline if you're listening to this i miss you you're awesome um and she just she was so wise she was like whenever we did life apps which is basically at the end of every activity we would be like okay guys how can <laughs> how can dodgeball apply to your spiritual life and sometimes it would be so funny but that girl she would always bring so much bible into her life apps and so much and she was like 14 i think um but she was so wise and i was like dude i really need to get more in the word because look at the responses this girl is giving and that was really inspiring and encouraging and like okay i need to be wiser too you know and the way that some girls encouraged me and my co's like millie and laura gale were some of the biggest gifts camp brought to me because we're still friends now and laura gale and i live like two hours away from each other so we're probably even gonna go see each other soon which is so fun um but yeah and so even the kids poured into us knowingly or not and yeah it was just a really sweet image of how the body of christ works and how beautiful it is to be a part of it and just the power that exists in community you know where no one is left behind everybody grows together and all of that so if you don't have community go find one right now like seriously seek out community because you cannot do life alone and it's one of those things that like yeah that's obvious but i feel like everyone needs to be reminded of it often um don't do life alone go find a community go find people to be accountable to um that was another thing that was really big at camp was just accountability um everyone at camp is so vulnerable and so raw and it's like things that you may try to hide will just come out whether you like it or not um and it can be hard when they do come out but once they do you're also so thankful you know it's a place of healing it's a place of love it's guys i love camp it's like it's not a perfect place because what is a perfect place even you know but it's beautiful and there's a lot of power in community like i was saying so yeah go find community right now um another thing that i learned and that i was strongly reminded of and had to trust and all of that is like the lord will make the seed flourish you know because a lot of times we would have kids and they would go back home and i would be like dude did anything even happen like did you even understand anything about god's love for you like i really hope you did but you did not give me any response this is like me obviously i would not say this to the kid because that would be so weird but this is just me like talking to myself you know and being like dude did anything even happen like was this kid even encouraged like did i do my job well you know um and then again i was reading second corinthians and there's a part i don't know exactly what chapter or whatever or even the exact words that paul used but he was basically like guys thanks for all your your offerings to church x i don't remember the church but paul's like guys thank you so much for your offerings and for investing in them because because of your yes 
people's lives are being changed and people are finding the gospel because of your guys' blessings towards them and things like that. And it was so cool because I was like, I was reading that and I was like, okay, I can't plant a seed and not see any fruit right now. But one of these girls can text me like six months from now. Not that I even need them to, you know, but it could happen that they just text me six months later and they're like, hey, um, I just wanted to let you know that, I don't know, I am closer to God or I'm learning, like I'm reading the Bible more or whatever it may be. The Corinthians did not even have that because they didn't have phones. <laughs> and like, how are you going to write letters to people you don't even know? Like, I, I don't know. I feel like it would be such a long process that people would not even put effort into it. But the Corinthians would not even see the fruit of their work. They would send money or send whatever was needed. And they would never visibly, like physically see the fruits of it. But Paul was telling them like, hey guys, by the way, thanks. Because a lot of things are happening in that place because you guys are being a blessing to them. And the Corinthians would just have to have faith in that. And they would have to believe that and be like, it's being worth it. Because even though I'm not seeing any result, I know that God is working through me and through my actions and things like that. And... And so that made me rest so much because I was like, okay, I may not be seeing any result right now, but I know that a seed is being planted and God knows, you know, what could happen. He's the one who's going to do it. Like he's, he has individual processes going on in each one of us, including those girls. And so I don't need to see the fruit of one week at the end of that week or anything like that. Like sometimes you do. And it's so awesome because you're like, oh my God, I love this so much. But even if you don't, um, there's still a seed that was planted you know and it's so cool because there was even a girl <laughs> i love her so much and we live like 40 minutes away from each other so i really hope we get to see each other soon um but during the week like she was a lot of fun and we had a lot of good conversations and things like that but i wasn't so sure if anything had happened in her um and i was like okay at that point i had already learned like okay the lord is gonna show it like the lord is gonna you know the seed was planted he's gonna work on it and things like that i don't need to see the fruit to believe that it's gonna be there and then she left like all the kids left and me and my friends we left for our day off like we left camp to go to the city and things like that and at night that day that girl texted me she sent me a really long text saying like hey um, I just want you to know that I left camp really encouraged to go share my faith with other people and to be an example of Christ and things like that. And I was like, ah! I was like at CVS. <laughs> it was so funny. My friend and I were looking for cold medicine because our noses were getting stuffy and things like, like that's such unnecessary information. But anyway, so I was in the middle of CVS at like 10 p.m. reading that. And I was like, Jade, you will not believe what I'm reading right now. And it was so beautiful and even at, like again some of the fruit might not come that fast but it was also another really beautiful reminder from god that like you didn't physically see it at camp but here's a proof that something did happen you know and another thing that laura gale even reminded me of and if she's listening to this she might not even remember because <laughs> laura gale is not the best at remembering things laura gale i love you so much dude i can't wait to see you but anyway um Laura Gale, one of the things that she talked to me on one of our porch talks after the girls were asleep and we went out mm -hmm. to talk, she was like, hey, um, 
you just need to give your best and do what God's asking you to do and trust that he will do the rest. Like, you are not in charge of how the girls respond. You are not in charge of how the girls react. You're not in charge of what happens, like, of what whatever you say produces in their lives. You are responsible for just saying yes to God and letting him use you. And then he will make something out of that in them. And I was like, L'Oreal, that's such a good word. <laughs> and so, yeah, this let this be an encouragement to you as well. Like, you may be praying for someone or you know preaching the gospel to someone and you might not see the fruit immediately but just know that the lord is going to use that somehow at some point even if you personally never see it you just have to trust that the lord is working through it you know um and then the last thing that i learned was that i mean not the last thing that i learned but you know the last thing that i'm saying on this podcast that i learned at camp was that there is joy in sacrifice um and then side note all these things again like all these things might sound really obvious and like yeah i've heard these before but guys there's just something about living practically the things that you hear about a lot or that you may even talk about a lot and then suddenly you're in a situation where you have to live them out every day and you're like oh this makes so much more sense now and so i remember there was a day that it was towards the end of the day already um and i was just not having it it had been such a hard week really tough day and i found gail who is a beautiful woman she is so wise i am gail's fan i could go on and on about gail and how awesome she is um but i like i was not having it and we were the kitchen girls were just gonna go do whatever we wanted like we didn't have any assignment for the rest of the day so we could go to the party that was happening or we could go sleep or we could go to the lake or whatever and i was not okay and i found gail just standing there talking to people and i was like gail can i talk to you right now and she was like yeah and then we went out and we sat at the place that we call the church it's like a bunch of bleachers and anyway and we just sat there and i just dumped everything that was going on in me and gail was so wise and we read psalm i don't remember what the psalm is right now i have it written down on my journal though but gil just started ministering to my life and the biggest takeaway that i got from that and it's something that i'll carry with me forever is that there is joy in sacrificing my joy so that others can have joy let me break it down to you it's basically like me doing so for example let's say that I would rather be doing something else, right? Um, it was a day, I'm just going to be super honest about it. It was a day that it was like, I think it was the last day of the week. And so I think that kids were doing like tribal activities and things like that. Um, and it was my first week in the kitchen. And that was one of my favorite days. And I was like, man, I really miss this day because it's the day that you're close to your kids already it's like the end of the week so you're all friends and you've all seen god do stuff in them and even in your own life and things like that um and i really miss being with the kids that day and i went to gail plus all the inner things that i was dealing with during the week so it kind of all just piled up and i was just not super okay that day so i found gail and i was like gail so this is this is happening da, 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 da. and she talked me through a lot of the things that I was dealing with.
but then she when we got to that part of like I want to be there but I'm not and so it was just a hard day being in the kitchen she was she just ministered to me in a really sweet way of like there is joy so me being in the kitchen like those kids have to eat and things like that um and so even if I'd rather be doing something else it's something that needs to be done does that make sense like I don't know sometimes I feel like I'm really bad at explaining but I hope all of this is making sense so it's like it's something that needs to happen like kids need to have food and the kitchen needs to be clean and you know we need to feed them so that they can go out and do their activities and learn more about God and things like that um and so it was like me sacrificing my joy of being outside with the kids and doing their tribal events and activities and things like that um which to you might you're probably like what the heck are tribal activities at camp but anyway it's basically like a fun day <laughs> like i'm going off track what i'm trying to say is um even though it would bring me more joy to be outside playing with kids and things like that so it was like being in the kitchen i was sacrificing my joy so that the kids could be fed and things like that and they could go and have their joy of doing activities and being with their friends and learning more about god and things like that so you can look at that and be like oh that sucks but what gail was ministering to me was like there is so much joy in sacrificing my joy for the joy of others because i know that they're going to be encountering god and them encountering god is bigger than any joy any personal joy that i could have or any personal fulfillment that i could have because i know that the reason i'm doing this is so that they can encounter god and so it's that really weird upside down spiritual thing which is so beautiful which is like the whole thing of like the last will be first da, 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 da. because it's like i'm sacrificing my joy but it's bringing me so much more joy like me being in the kitchen so that serving those kids so that they can go out and have a good time is bringing me a lot more joy than if i were to be outside with them doing their activities and running around and going to the party and putting glitter on does that make sense um I hope it did because it's it's one of the most important things that I learned at camp and that I feel like everybody should learn uh, how to live out practically and sometimes it's not super easy to be like oh my god yes I'm so joyful for sacrificing my joy but it's something that when you talk to God about it 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 brings you so much fulfillment because you know it's just like this is so much bigger than me and this has so much more purpose than me just having fun um not that the counselors don't have like obviously they do but what i'm trying to say is that every part of it has purpose and then when you apply it to real life it's like that too you know what i mean um so anyways guys with all of this being said i hope you were encouraged i hope that you know this has taught you something too or at least strongly reminded you of something um go to camp if you have a chance go to camp even if you've never been, it could be scary the first few days, but then it's going to be one of your favorite places on earth. And it's awesome. Like that's how it was for me. And for a lot of people that I met that also went to camp for the first time, we all call it home now. And it's so fun. Um, and so go to camp if you have a chance, it's totally worth it. Give it like two or three weeks if you can't do half summer or anything like that. Um, 
just go. It's really fun. You're going to meet people that are incredible. You're going to build an amazing community. You're going to have experiences with God and just really funny memories that you're going to carry, you know, for the rest of your life. Um, if any of my girls from the three weeks are listening, or even the five weeks, because even when I was not a counselor, I was still like the specific kitchen girl for two cabins. And so if any of the girls from those five weeks are listening, just know that I love you. I miss you. I still pray for you. I probably follow you on Instagram and <laughs> keep up with your life and pray for you all the time um, because your girls are awesome. And I hope you're doing so well in high school. A bunch like the Como 3, my first cabin, y'all are in middle school now which is so exciting. And then Como 7, y'all are in high school, which is also such a big deal. Um, so I hope that you guys are just doing amazing and trusting God in the weirdness of it all because I know it's super weird to go into a new school and things like that. Um, but I'm sure you're doing great. And if you're not, just come talk to me, you know, and we'll work through it together. Um, anyway, guys, this was the episode. Um, I hope you all had a good summer. Come tell me about your summer because, again, if you've heard the previous episodes, you've heard me saying that I want this to be a conversation because I think it's weird if you're just listening to me talk and then, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like, so come talk to me um, on my Instagram. It's, I'm not even going to say it because it's a hard spelling. So just look at my name on this podcast and then look it up on Instagram. That's it. Um, yeah, come talk to me. Come tell me about how your summer was, what's something you learned, What's a funny memory you have? What's something cool that happened? Spiritual or not? You know, like just tell me something random about your summer. I would love to know. And yeah, guys, have a great rest of your week. And don't forget to say, what a life. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, what a time to be alive. And yeah, I will see you next episode.